Hello, this is Bill Summers. Hi, this is Mike Clark. Hi, this is Ingrid Lucia. Yeah, you're right. This is Dr. John. I'm Mulgrew Miller. This is Idris Mohammed. This is Bobby Bush. Hi, this is Harry Shearer. You're joining me and so many other discerning listeners. You are listening to the WWOZ Interview Podcast. Got uh, George Porter Jr. in the house, and uh, and uh, folks can uh, check him out uh, tonight at One-Eyed Jacks in the quarter with uh, his running partners, and the next three Monday nights at the Maple Leaf Bar with the George Porter Trio. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Now I, I read somewhere that you you you've uh, you've got a recording of pretty much all your gigs. Is that correct? Yes. Is, is that correct? Yes. Yes, yeah. I do. How, how how many gigs is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's put it like this: It has taken up uh, um, two. Uh, what's those terabyte? Terabyte? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So you got it on digital. Two, you, you, two you digital. Ter- yeah, two terabytes worth of uh, 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 two two terabytes. So, <laughs> so holy cow! I've got four terabytes worth of gig live gigs. Yeah. And, and when do you ever listen to the, all this music? I, I used to actually listen to. Every gig, uh-huh. usually like the night after, you know, because I'll be up for usually an hour, two hours after right. the gig. Right. And I would get to see, listen at more, probably the second set. I haven't done that lately, you know, haven't okay. done that. I've been trying to get off and going home and go to bed. But I think I read somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you would listen and, and, and listen for any new licks that would come out. Absolutely. To, to move, to, to incorporate yes. into your... Uh, I do I do that with the trio gigs uh-huh. uh, because in a, on the trio gig you know that all the all night long we just kind of you know we playing off the top of our heads you know so bass lines get rolled all night you know on new lines new ideas get uh-huh. get felt sure. out you know okay. stuff like that I go I, I go I do listen to that but again like I said I haven't I haven't actually listened to a gig in, a, in some time now about <laughs> probably two years now okay but all all this is backed up somewhere huh yeah it's all back oh yeah it's all it's all settled at somewhere. And uh, I have a, um, I have two guys in, up in New, in New York and Connecticut area um, that want to actually archive this stuff. And, and there's a couple of guys here at home that you know that that, that you know said, man, you gotta let us in the room. You know, let us let us in uh-huh, the room. Let us uh-huh. do this. You know. So I just you know I just gotta maybe make some space and make some time for to get some people to come in and do it because I I can't go I can't. Well, do sure, it. but who who knows what kind of hidden hidden jewels would be uh, would be in those recordings there? Huh? Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, talking to George Porter Jr., who's playing uh, tonight at uh, tonight at the One Eyed Jacks with the Running Partners, and uh, and uh, um, the next three Monday nights at the Maple Leaf Bar with the, his trio. So, um, when you were younger, I think you told me you started playing guitar. It was guitar your I'm first instrument. I'm originally, uh, 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 I mean, I studied piano first. Oh, really? But, okay. Uh, 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 How did you choose the piano first? Um, well, it was a. Uh, I think it was basically because I wanted to play music. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, we didn't really know. My mom gave me and my brother violins when we were probably like five or six years old. Uh huh. And the, my dad didn't. You, you don't sound too like keen that. on the violin. Yeah, no, no. My my my. Well, my dad. You know. Uh-huh. We all we were making was noise. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough you know? of that. Huh? <laughs> dad said, "Yeah, uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no." I mean, you know. Um, I think my mom and my dad both were music. They listened to music. My mom sang in a Catholic school choir, you know, uh-huh. and stuff at our, at St. Catherine's Church, you know. So, you know, it was always music in the house. You know, I think mom always wanted us to play. You know, both myself and my brother. So she kind, you know, she wanted to guide us towards the music thing. And um, 
So uh, um, after the violins went away, it was a little <laughs> while, and then uh, my cousin Clinton, who's actually Zigaboo's brother, oh, older brother, okay, uh, Clinton. Um, I took lessons with Clinton as a piano, as a piano, but I don't believe that lasts more than maybe two months, you know, uh-huh. because um, because I was I you was, and Zigaboo are related. Yeah, we for, we um third cousins. I don't know if I ever knew that. Yeah, son mm-hmm. of a gun. Okay, but back to the piano. So okay. uh, uh, you know what happened was is that. I was taking these lessons with Clinton, uh-huh. and at that point, Zig and myself, two Capricorns, you know, he wanted to take lessons too. You know? Okay, all so, right. Uh, so that kind of got into confusion, and and, and 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 his mom said, "Ah, enough, enough. Okay, get, go home. Enough for the piano. Okay." <laughs> so right. I got sent home, and the lessons went away, and uh, and and um, so we uh, so at that point, um, I told my mom I wanted a guitar. Okay, all right. And, uh, and she, uh, I didn't think I would ever get one. I just told her I wanted one. Right, okay. And uh, that Christmas came along. Uh, I was eight years old. Eight, okay. Eight, and, uh-huh. uh, and that Christmas, my mom got into a lot of trouble because my dad didn't want no more instruments in the house. You know? <laughs> okay. But my mom didn't really give me the guitar, so my grandmother gave me the guitar. Uh, you know? But okay. my mom got the, got the, you know, got the grief for, 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 the, for giving me the guitar. And... Um, but um, but, but it was the less the thing was is that I had to take lessons. Ah, uh, okay. And right. the guitar that they gave me because they they didn't know what type of guitars you give anybody. Sure. They gave me a classical guitar, with, you know, with the, the nylon with strings. the nylon strings. Right. Uh huh. Okay. So the teacher that um that I you know that I had to I was going to Mr. Hamilton Brown, um, on Saturdays, you know, he um because I had the nylon guitar. He was, I mean, I guess he was just forced uh, and that, that I had to play classical music. Oh, so, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so he was teaching me the classical music formula, playing right. both hands with all the fingers. Right, right. When, and he was, but the songs that I was, that he selected for me to play was, uh, was you know, country western songs, Home on a Range and Ray River Valley. And, you Come know, on, really? Those kind, yeah, yeah. But you see, years later, I understood the, the theory, the concept. Sure, right, right. The, uh, the songs were easy enough, uh-huh. you know, to to learn the fingering and the technique. That was the that was his plan. Now his uh-huh. plan wasn't for me to stay in that thing, but <laughs> but but you know, but he was getting his plan was to get me to start playing sure. music that was way way greater. And sure, I got okay. to hear Segovia maybe a year later, and I said, "Holy crap! I yeah. ain't gonna never play like that." <laughs> I said, "I'll never play like that." Yeah, right, you know? right. <laughs> but uh, um, there was a guy named um, Benjamin Francis. We called him Papi. Uh-huh. Him and his grandfather um, used to play, uh, you know, practically every day. Uh-huh. But I never, I never went just this one Saturday on my way to my guitar lessons. Right. Instead of going straight down Perdita Street. To the Galvis to catch the bus. Uh-huh. I was going to walk to catch the bus at Galvis and Tulane. So what I did is I went up the, up the street. I made that little right turn. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 I think it's uh, not Russia Blade. It was I can't remember that street, but it's one block on this side of Galvis, and walked up to the next street, which was Gravia Street. And when uh-huh. I got to the corner of Gravia and whatever that whatever that street I was on, I heard this guitarist playing. Uh-huh. So I turned left. And to walk that one block to Gal- Galveston Gravia, and then walk up a block to uh, um, to Galveston Tulane, uh-huh. and I saw this guy and, and this old man sitting down playing. Uh-huh. Well, Papi didn't play the, the the classical formula, but his grandfather was playing 
you know, he didn't use all 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 of five all five fingers. He was using the thumb and two fingers. Okay, all right. Uh, 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 um, and and I was looking at him and I was saying, man, <laughs> he's playing that for me. You know, he's playing like you know, like my teacher's playing. Uh-huh. But the music that was playing was you know, uh, you know, jeez, uh, man. I hate to see honky tonk stuff uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. You know, and and uh, um, I said, man, that's the music I want to play. Uh, so, <laughs> so that kind of opened up a new door. I opened for up you a right new there. door for me. You know, and just and because you took a wrong turn, the wrong turn, yeah, wrong turn led me to led led me to you know to the music that I that I eventually, um, and I didn't adapt to blues uh, right as hard right. You know, but it was just a, it was the, the um, it was the fact that. I think that all good good players go through all of the all of the music that they had to go through. You know, um, sure. For me, it was learning how to play blues, learning how to play bebop, and learning how to play uh, up swing. I right. went through all of those schools in different levels of my career with different musicians. Like by the time I met David Lastly, uh huh, and and you know what well, I mean, it was Poppy, then a, a guy named Herbert Wing. Uh-huh. Um, who had a band called the Royal Knights, and the Royal Knights used to back up all the Earl Kings. That's when I met Earl King. Uh-huh, Earl okay. King, uh-huh. Eddie Bow, uh, uh, um, um, you know Ernie Cato, Chris Kenner. Uh-huh. You know these. Cause they, right. they, they were they were they was like a house band for these fraternities, uh-huh. and you know the fraternity would hire the band, and uh-huh. then they were the different guys. They were the fraternity would also hire different artists. Okay, so you know that's uh, so being a part of, of, of just hanging out with with, with with the Royal Knights. I wasn't in the band. I was like the guy when somebody had to go to the bathroom. I'd play some. <laughs> hey George. <laughs> hey George. God, and then help carry gear. I was the, I was New Orleans first roadie. <laughs> And and that's where they went. That's where it went down. Because I played drums in that band. Oh, I played wow. guitar and I played and I played bass. You know. Oh, okay. And uh, so whoever 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 needed to run off for a minute or so, I would play one or two songs. Oh. So how did you fall into the funk? Well, you know, the, um, that probably came when 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 Art Neville you know wanted to put together his solo band, right? Uh, uh, um, which was you know at the time early parts of that career. We you know we were pretty much a, a, a R and B band. We were a cover uh, band. About when were that? What year would you say? Um, oh, jeez. Mm. Well, it's before my before my daughter my daughter was born. She's forty four now. So forty four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So uh, 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 um, when um, when Art I was playing with a guy named Irvin Bannister. Oh, okay. When Art when right. Art came uh-huh. okay. came got me. Uh, you know, and say, "Hey, bro, you want to play? We play with we play a band." And the band at that time was so, Leo, Leo late late sixties. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Early early sixties, okay. mid sixties, like mid uh-huh. somewhere in the middle of sixties. Because uh, Katrina was born in nineteen sixty eight. Okay, so that's my daughter. Um, so um, so I was I was probably say two years, two years before Katrina's birth. Okay. Um, uh, Oh no! It may be more than that because uh-huh. when Katrina was born, I was playing on Bourbon Street with Art. Ah, okay. So yeah, so you know something. It might be might be three, four years before Katrina was born. Maybe you know, yeah. Because now I'm thinking about because I had been playing with Art and Leo and 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 eventually Zig got in the band before because the band first started out with um, Leo Nosentelli, um, Art Neville, um, 
um, what's his name, saxophone player, Gary Brown. Right, right. And um, and there was a drummer named Glenn. I can never remember what Glenn's last name was. Okay. But Glenn Glenn took off for like 10, 12 days because he had to have a, a minor surgery that uh-huh. took him out. And Zig came in to play the gig. Uh-huh. Uh, um, at the time, Zig was playing in Deacon Jones' band, as I believe. Ah, uh, okay. And, um, and Zig came in to play those 10, you know, we were playing... <clears throat> We were playing like six nights a week at the nightcap. Up oh. on, it was on Louisiana Avenue and um, and St. Cl- no, what that? Carondelet and Louis- not Carondelet. What that was? One block on the side of of, of, of St. Charles Avenue. I can't think of the name of it, but it was on Louisiana Avenue. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we were playing there like six nights a week. Uh huh. So. Uh, when Glenn went off to do his surgery thing, well, Zig got to play at least eight gigs. Right. Uh huh. And when um, when Glenn came back in, on when we were told by the owner of the club that Glenn came and came in that Sunday night, uh-huh. stood by the door, and uh, and and listened to the band. And then he said he Glenn turned to him and so uh, told him and said, "I don't think I'm gonna get my gig back." Oh, really? <laughs> and know? that's and that's how and, the meters and, and, came and, about. And, and, uh-huh. that, and that's that's how the. Um, Zig got to be a member of the band because uh-huh. Glenn came in the next day and took his drums and you know Ord had to find a drummer so he called Zig. Uh, there you go. And, yeah, and, and what was the name? What were y'all going by? Well, at, at that, that time we were we were called Art Neville and the Neville Sound Band. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, um, because Aaron would come in every now and then and and, and sing a song on the weekends. Right. Right. But, uh, um, but mostly it was just Art. You know, uh, uh, it was Art was the only thing. But in the, in the, the name came about by this jockey named George um, Vanette. Okay. George Vanette, yeah. Uh, uh, um, who was like, I think, oh, George, I mean, this might have been on B.O.K. or whatever Wild D. I can't remember which one. Right. But um, and he kind of he was a, a frequent visitor on the weekends. Anywhere from Thursday to Sunday, uh-huh. George would be in the club, and sometimes he would you know on a big nights when the nights is packed, club is real packed. He would come up and introduce the band, you know, uh-huh. yo, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it was it was one of those kind of things, and uh, and and that's what happened that night. He one of those nights he came up on stage and said. We got a new. We gonna bring you up on the stage right now. Art Neville in the Neville Sound there Band. You go. Okay. <laughs> and we all looked at each other and said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who who are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did we come on? <laughs> yeah, when, when did that happen? <laughs> and and how did that become the Meters? Uh, um, um, oh, my wife just texted me and said, 1965. There you go. There you go. Thank you, thank you, Mrs. Porter. <laughs> uh, um, um, the Meters came about. Um, we were in the quarters by now, uh-huh. and um, and um, Alan Toussaint had been frequently visiting the band Incognito, uh-huh. and he used, he used to park on, a, on on Bourbon. Back then, cars could drive down Bourbon Street, uh-huh. and uh, he used to park out in front of the club and just listen to us. And Marshall Sehorn called Art up one day and told him that um, uh, Alan wanted us to come in. Um, he was looking for. A new rhythm section to, to play, you know, his sessions, you right. know, back up his sessions, right. and um, so we came in. Uh, I think the first project we worked on was the Lee Dorsey project, really, and uh, um, and and we did it. We did. Uh, I think we did all to, all told. I think we might have done three Lee Dorsey records. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and then you know it was uh, uh, it was after the second Lee Dorsey's project that we was in there on. You know, and all this could happen quickly within probably, in, you know, within a matter of two or three, well, maybe three or four months. Right, right. But um, after we was, after that particular day of, of doing recordings, Marshall 
you know, came into the room and, and you know, told it, hey, why don't you boys, uh, why don't y'all um, cut some tracks, you know, cut uh-huh. something, you know, just cut something. Right, okay. So we have been playing, we have been playing uh, uh, this groove uh, uh, at the, uh, as a break song uh-huh. uh, thing. Uh, uh, it, you know, it ended up being um, sophisticated sissy. Ah, uh, okay. And um, and then um, then we um, we kind of we kind of hijacked Turkey in the Straw and called it <laughs> called it uh, um, Seahorn's Farm. Uh-huh. We didn't name none of these tracks, by the way. And uh, and Leo Camel with the two licks uh, uh, um, for um, Sissy Strut, right? And uh, and and the, and the one for. Um, what is it? Here come the meter man. Okay, All and then right. those songs, those those four first four tracks was the first four tracks out. I think the first recording came out of it. Uh, um, well, after we did the four tracks, Marshall the public he called us into the office one day, and uh, and, and said, uh, you know, we, we want we need to come up with a name for the band because you know uh, the, we're going to put these these songs out. Yeah, you put so, another record. Yeah, well, really. And uh, so at that point, no, he came up. And he, he came. He came up with a contract and a check <laughs> for <laughs> each little, one of us. You a know, what date, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Look, here's money. money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, and, and it was money and a, and a piece of paper with a whole bunch of words on it. And um, and uh, and you know, the money part was really good. I don't. I don't think none of us actually read. The paper, uh-huh. you know, we we read the numbers on the on the, on the yeah. check, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, and and uh, 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 so we need we had to come up with a name. So uh, everybody put in the names. Art Coast put in Art Neville in the Neville Sound Band, right, right. Uh, I'm not remember what Leo put in, and I don't remember what Zig put in. Oh no, uh, 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 um, well, I put in I put in the name of the band that I wanted to put in was called the Metrics. The Metrics. The okay. idea the idea was we were supposed to do a, a pick a name that had to deal with time. Right. Okay. Right. Time timekeeping because the, the the idea was, ended up being is the first album had clocks all over it. Ah. Okay. Or different kind of meters uh-huh. on different um, things, and uh, um, uh, and um. I can't remember what Zig or Leo came up with, but I came up with the metrics, and um, when and, and Alan had put a name in the hat, we uh-huh. didn't know we didn't know that Alan had a name. Had okay, put a name in. hat got shook up, and out the name that Alan put in the meters. Oh. <laughs> you think that was rigged somehow? I, don't know. I think I think all of our names <laughs> fell out the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> only that one, that one, that one name came out. But that ended up that's how the band got called the Meters, and and, and the recording came out as you know that, that we were we were the Meters, and you know? and the rest is history, as they say. So. The rest, the rest is, is is written down in a few people's bios. There you go, George Porter Jr. in the house, and we're talking about anything and everything. I'm so glad you stopped by. It's been wonderful yeah. talking to you. Well, you know, it's that's one of the great things about about. WWOZ is that we can come here and do this, you know. Well, yeah, that, you know, it's it's like wonderful. You you can't you can't do this nowhere else in the world, you know. Nowhere else in the world, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of OZ. Uh, I've, I've been a part of the the support team forever, you know. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. Love, I love be, I love being a part of this, you know. And, and it's it's so wonderful for us to be able to do this. And, uh, just, and, and that, without uh-huh. announcements, you know, we didn't, I didn't call in advance. Say, hey, can I do this? Just show up and you know. 
Oh, yeah, I was a little nervous at first because, like, oh, George Porter's here. I didn't do any research. <laughs> but that's okay. It's, it's, been a, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So, uh, my, it's all right. My honor. So, George Porter Jr., uh, tonight, uh, tonight at One Eyed Jacks uh, with, with the running partners. And, uh, it's the a next, 1030 start. 1030 start. 1030 start, start yeah. And the next three Monday nights at the Maple Leaf Bar with the uh, George Porter Trio. What time are those gigs? The, 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 I think the trio gigs are starting at 9 o'clock. All right. Yeah. All right, let's go out with uh, The Mob. Tell us about this song, please. You know, this, The Mob is one of those songs that uh, um, that got ignored uh-huh. <laughs> by the original band. Uh-huh. And, and unfortunately, it's being ignored by this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like those songs were, were originally recorded because you know the original um, band didn't play those right. songs. It uh-huh. was like those sixteen songs that the Meters never played. Well, well, there's fourteen of them got played. There's two more that's still being ignored by this band too, by the Running Porters. But I'm gonna work on it. I promise you, next year we'll be playing these. This, we'll be playing the Mob and Britches. <laughs> well, folks, you heard it right here on WWOZ. George Porter Jr., thank you for stopping by. Uh, thank you for being here. All right, tonight, One-Eyed Jacks, uh, the next three Monday nights at uh, Maple Leaf Bar. Happy holidays to you, right, sir. Sam to you. All right. Thanks for listening to our WWOZ podcast, bringing the voices of New Orleans to the world.